Welcome to another edition of Top Lines and Tales. Again, kindly sponsored by Harbro, manufacturers and suppliers of quality livestock nutrition. This week's podcast is being once again run by our guest host, Kaylee Kennedy. I must apologize for the sound quality on some of this podcast where we've been experiencing a little bit of echo. So welcome to another edition of Top Lines and Tales, where this week I'm speaking to very well-known stockman, Ali Jackson. He's known for helping Kevin Watrip with his British Blue Cattle at Soul With You, but also making quite a name for himself in the sheep world. Hi Ali, how you doing? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Good. All recovered from a busy week at the Great Yorkshire Show? Uh, just, <laughs> just, just about, <laughs> you had a good one and we'll, we'll touch on that later, um, but looking at your, your background first of all, so you've got quite a good pedigree yourself, um, Susan and Alan, your mother and father, Susan now Campbell and Alan Jackson, got done very well with pedigree stock and other stock along the way, um, tell us about your, your kind of early days in the farming world. Yeah, well, so mum and that, you know, mum was very good in the kind of show jumping side of things, and dad's always been involved in pedigree stock and commercial stock all his life, and same with my grandparents. So, been very fortunate that way that I have a lot of mentors right the way through, really. But brought up in, well, I was born in Lone Head Farm near Lawington at Bigger, um, and then we moved up to Lindifferent Farm in Fife when I was five, and that was kind of where it all really started with for me for the pedigree side of things really with sheep and not so much cattle to be honest cattle was kind of later in life really yeah um but it's, it was always sheep all my life so yeah he said it was quite a big farming operation there in five with 300 cows and 1500 sheep but it was the blue face lesters that you kind of got you going in the pedigree side yeah i grew up with them and did all the young handlers with them um and had a lot of other kind of pedigree breeds on the side just mainly to breed uh, our own commercial rams for the the commercial flocks and Hill use as well, and yeah, and the the Beltex started up in Fife as well with Dad. So yeah, he was one of the, the early ones to get in, and yourself and your your brother Cameron, you had a, a flock of Jacobs too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we did. They, they didn't last very long, but they, they were good fun at the time. We, we never actually showed them to be honest, but. Uh, it was it was the starting breed. Aye, that's they it. Were ours. Easy to pick out. Aye, you know they're yours in a field for the rest of them as well. Yeah, and, definitely. Um, and so moving on, and you were you were in Bill Baxter High School and the Bill Baxter Young Farmers Club as well, and did a lot of the the junior stock judging and up through the senior ranks as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I was fortunate. A good time at Young Farmers up there. I mean, it's not really a a massive stock area, so you were you were always restricted for your kind of pedigree stock to judge on. But it was uh, it's mainly an arable and vegetable area up there. But yeah, it was uh, it was good fun. It was good fun. Yeah, and and moving on, and you you joined the Lanarkshire and later Dumfries and Galloway districts to to take part in the Royal Highland Show stock judging competitions. Yeah, no, that's that's kind of maybe where I had my kind of highlights. The the stock judging uh, times. Very fortunate that. It was hard competition, you know, you, you had to go to training to get in the team in Lanarkshire um, yeah. and it, it made it more worthwhile and, and you had to attend the trainings to do that really. So it was hard to get in the teams and it was always, you know, your aim to get in the, the A team and, and be in the top pairs really. So I was fortunate that I was in a lot of good pairs and teams and yeah. um, and won a lot with them. So. Aye, the strength of those teams has come through for, for years. They're always in the top sections, that's for sure, aren't they? And you yeah, you won yeah. the team section 
Or no, sorry, second yes. in the team section. Yeah, point. second. We were close. I think there was only two marks in it. Yeah, won them. And best sheep individual as well. So. Yeah, 2012 won the, the best sheep individual. So that was that was good to, to get the name on the trophy for that. And then I kind of stopped. I, would, I stopped after that, to be honest. It was just... The, the, the job and, and own stock were just taking up too much time Aye, to, to justify doing it. That's it, and done well enough to, to retire at that stage too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so then moving on, you were, you said you went to Elmwood College um, and you were at Cravestone as well, up in Aberdeen for a couple of years to get a, a good yeah. basics. Make some good learn, friends. Learn how to drink, really, I would say. <laughs> I likewise, yeah, they, they do it well up there, don't they? But make some yeah, great, great friends and great contact good. in the industry as well when you're up there, really, don't you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, met a lot of good friends up there, and uh, well, we, you know, I was fortunate we we went up with friends as well, and it was it was good up there. Yeah. It was just nice to get, you know, I did, because Dad was at Lanark at the time, and I was at Fife. You know, I had the chance to go to Edinburgh, but I just felt that. I wanted to get out of the way a bit, if you know what I mean, and just not have an excuse to leave college at night to go and do a job at home or something. You yeah. know, I wanted to experience it up there. And <laughs> it was it was well. And you did that, aye, exactly. And and so you did a bit of travelling as well with some of your college pals. But when you came back, um, it was kind of looking for a job. But you went self-employed for a while and, and started getting a bit. Of yeah, there something. wasn't really enough. You know, Dad's farm. There wasn't really enough for three of us on it. Um, so I just felt that I wanted to go out and get more experience and, and just, you know, experience other farms. So I went self-employed and helped a lot of kind of pedigree stock. And majority of the work I did was at James Whiteford to cross it, yeah. to be honest. Um, you know, one of the top commercial uh, ram breeders in the country now and really open-minded family. Yeah. You know, and it was, to be honest, I was treated like a son when I was there. Uh-huh. You know, I stayed with James's mum and dad in the farmhouse and, it was good, you know. It's we're, we're still really good friends to this day, and yeah, it, it was an eye opener. Aye, for sure. You'll, you'll learn a lot along the way working at Turk Cross. It that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then you you started um, with Kevin and that um, that's all with you as well. Around about the same time was that? Yeah, I uh, started uh, doing a bit of work for Kev in the March two thousand nine. Yeah, um, just odd days here and there. Um, He'd just kind of take the farm on himself then, you know, mainly himself. So he just needed a bit of extra work with, because he's that busy with his electrical business. Um, so just one day kind of turned into two and then maybe three days a week. And um, and then he just said to me one day, do I want to come and work full time? And to be honest, it was with Perry stock and it was it was a big, a big uh, jump, but it was uh, no regrets. Aye, absolutely. You've you've had a good spell there, and and you and Kev obviously get on very well, and and you've brought yeah. helped and bring out some great stock over the years. Um, yeah. Can you remember your first sort of big win at the Highland Show, where he's got quite a good reputation? Um, I mean, from day one, you know, we we're, we're, we did a lot of shows, and you know, Kev always had the the base stock there. You know, the stock was good when I started. Uh, my first, my first most win that meant a lot because I calved it was uh, Firecracker yeah you know it's, it was my I brought him up myself kind of thing you know and it was me that kind of had to turn him out so Aye. that was in 2011 yeah um, he was only 13 months old when he won the Highland Show yeah. but yeah he was just I mean now we're still using that bull right through our herd and I would class him as one of the best 
bulls and the breed for consistency. Ah, he's you know, just left, clicks where cows every time. Ah, he's left a good impact in other herds too, isn't yeah. he? And that's yeah. that's what it's all about, really, isn't it? Is producing the ones yeah. that do that. And and I saw with you, they've had I think nine championships at the Highland Show. Yeah, nine championships, uh, seven of which I've been involved in with Kevin. Um, it's it's always our our main show to to aim for to win. To be honest, you know, it's the one we always try hard to to regain the title. Really, so it means a lot to win that show. It's one of um, the best. So. I'm sure it has, and and being sort of the main Scottish show, it's a it's a great reputation to get, and good families coming through from there. Sales as well that you do well at. Um, I mean, you you lads can probably sell bulls and females any day of the week. But you had your best sale to date back in May at Carlisle. Yeah, it was it was something special. It's it's probably one of the biggest lineups we've had at it. Um, you know, and it, we 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 had a lot of good females on offer. To be honest, um, from our best family lines that we're maybe nowadays offering more of. You know, because there's yeah. so many about us now. But yeah, it was it was not, it was a special day. Not I can't remember a lot about it. It was just that busy. To be honest, and <laughs> ringing out the ring a lot. But uh, it was it was one to remember. Probably take a wee while to sink in as well, averaging about nine, just under nine four for fifteen beetles. Yeah. It takes yeah. a bit of going, and uh, yeah, it'll take your, a bit to get beat. <laughs> that's for sure. And got your herd the uh, best price to date with your bull saw with you, Odin, didn't you? Twenty seven thousand. Yeah, he was from day one he, when he was born. He was, he was a special calf, and he did really well when we showed him as a calf uh, at the Stars of the Future and and the Expo. Um, he won his class there, and I think he was junior champion at the Stars of the Future. So, yeah, we always knew he was a good bull. Um, we took semen off him for ourselves prior to the the sale that we're we're using heavily on as much as we can, really. I mean, yeah. we are restricted a bit because it's full of our own breeding, you know, as well. So, right. but yeah, he was he was something special. Oh, he was certainly a big bull, and he and he filled the eye, and he goes back to that firecracker bull that's much admired as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he was very like his uh, firecracker. To be honest, his his mother was uh, a firecracker daughter, and yeah, that that bull's been very consistent in in our herd, you know, and it, the most consistent bull we've used for sure. Yeah, and is the Odin's mother Kesha too? She's been a fair breeder for you, isn't she? Yeah, that that uh, that day we sold. Well, there was two sons offer there. That Odin at twenty seven thousand. Um, there was another bull, Oliver. He was uh, ten thousand, and our first naturally born. We'd sold embryos out of before, but our first naturally born daughter was eleven thousand to Ireland. So, yeah, she's she's a good cow. She's she's uh, up there with one of our best breeding cows at the minute. To be honest, certainly, I'm gonna keep. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about, I mean, obviously Odin and Firecracker will be bulls that stand out for you. What about female lines that have done well for you over the years? Um, well, I mean, the, the herd at the minute, that the consisted of probably two families, uh, the Broomfield Vivian family and the Bringley Everdyne family. Um, the, the Broomfield Vivian family, for, for showing-wise, you know, her daughters have been pretty much unstoppable, you know, right the way through to even the, the heifer we've been winning with this year at Highland in the Yorkshire. She's a granddaughter of... Uh, yeah. elegance and a great granddaughter Vivian but yeah the, our main our main show winners have come out of that family but bull wise I would think and, and females as well but bull wise mainly the, the Everdyne families really clicked with the bulls you know it's just the type of cattle we want up in the modern aye. room as we call them yeah aye that's it size stretch and mobility is what it's all about these days isn't it yeah yeah 
Yeah, and so doing very well in the cattle world, but making your own name for yourself sheep-wise, um, particularly at the Great Yorkshire last week, where you had 23 sheep, secured one championship, three reserves, and the interbreed pairs title. Now that's some going. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was good. It was good. I mean, there, there was a lot of pressure on because, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to win the, the last interbreed uh, the show and, you know, I always put a lot of pressure maybe on myself to, to yeah. try and beat it again and I don't know if to beat it, it's trying to win it again. And <laughs> it was, oh, hey, we, we, we had a good go and, um, you know, like winning the Beltex, it's it's my main breed especially and it was it was good to get Dad out of retirement to help me show. But, oh, we, we, were, we were a good team of staff there that day and, you know, friends, <laughs> all friends, but, you know, we, they were they were a good help. We couldn't have done them without them. So I all pitching in. Got eyes. So your dad and your brother were fairly helping you with the bell text, but I think they enjoyed yeah, it. And getting yeah. a pop ticket helps too, doesn't it? But, yeah. Um, no, it's nice that you can leave people. To, you know, I'm always. I like to show my own sheep, but I can't do them all. You know, it's, <laughs> it's nice to have people you can trust to do the best, get the best I, out of sheep as they can. So that's it, and I did well for you. So that was a. a Top lamb that you you won the championship in the Beltex section, and he was just bought in lamb as well, wasn't he? Bought with his money. Yeah, just due to the flushing didn't go well um, with the Beltex at all. Really, didn't get any embryos. Like pretty much a disaster. But so I ended up buying a couple in lamb females, and very selective. You know, they had to have a good family line down them to yeah. bring them into the flock. But yeah, I got um, her mother from David Shuttleworth at the Kendall sale and. Yeah, I mean, from day one, he was he was a good lamb. I was winding up David actually because the mother of her she, when she lamb, she had four teats and they were all milking. So maybe that was <laughs> the, the the added advantage for a gimmer. Ah, oh, well, maybe they are dairy farmers after all. Maybe they're doing a bit of something. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, he was such a great lamb. Great stretch about him, and for a natural born, I think he was March born, wasn't he? But to, yeah, yeah, to compete against the, compete against the early embryos and stuff, it was great to see something natural going on and doing well. And he, yeah. he did show himself off, that's for sure. He was a cocky wee fella. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, so how many Beltex have you got now then? How many are you running? Oh, uh, there's not there's not as many as what I normally have. There's maybe only twenty U's. Um yeah, yeah the the fairly numbers have fairly come back and then the, the Dutch spot is of they're kinda high numbers in it at the minute. But um yeah, well, I will get the Beltex back up there. I'm just Try to get them down to a couple of families now and work the same way as we do the cow. You know, it's yeah. consistency is a big thing. They all cost the same to keep, so Aye. may as well keep the best ones. That's it. That's it. And uh, you've uh, you've done well at sales as well over the years, but your first one would probably take a bit of beating, didn't it? Yeah, it was uh, first pen of shearlings I took to Carlisle. We were up to six thousand, and average three and a half for the pen. So yeah, it was it was. It's been hard to beat all the way through, to be honest. It was, <laughs> it was a bad way to start, but uh, Hi, no, it was good. It was good. Aye, that's it. And talking of family lines as well, your your own tip top bubblegum homebred sheep. She's done very, very well for you over the years, isn't she? Show wise and and breeding too. Yeah, no, I mean she's she's one that always sticks in my head. She was uh, she won Les Mahigo Show as a ewe lamb. Um, and yeah, it was you know Les Mahigo shows. You're kind of. The people people always watch out for who's winning Les Mago show because they're always there or thereabouts at the Highland show and yeah. she ended up winning a class at the Highland as well and our full brother was second to uh, King Eldor's Braveheart uh, who went on to win the show so it was yeah it was even her mother you know it took me three years to buy her mother uh, from Belgium tried to yeah. buy her as a ewe lamb as, as well as a lot of other big name pedigree breeders but 
we've been good friends with Airbrooks. I just kind of held my time and waited until they were ready to part with her. And yeah, three years later we got her. And at the minute, I'm still her breeding's still there. You know, it's one of my main families, and I'll be flushing probably a direct daughter of her full sister yeah. to Bubblegum actually this time because I did use right. Ale again. Um, but yeah, that's that's one of my main families. So. Aye, aye. Good, good to follow that line through. And and your your family relations. You you said your dad Alan used to go across and buy from the works as well. So family relations probably worked in your favour there with you with you getting the mother. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was over in the May this time again, and to be honest, I was I was mainly over in Holland to see Dutch Spotted. But uh, when I'm over there, I always go and see the Werbrooks. You know, yeah. it's uh, even if I don't need them. But I did end up purchasing some Beltex and some Blue Texels again. But, uh, no, they're, they're, they're good friends and we've known them for a long time. So. Aye, good. And, and doing well show-wise with your, your Beltex down down in Wales as well. You won the Interbreed Group of Three as well, didn't you, down there? Yeah, that was that was kind of the first one down there, really. Um, yeah. It was it was it was a kind of shock, you know, that the interbreeds down in Wales are the the interbreeds to win. You know, you're you're up against so many different breeds and breeds that you the only time you'll ever see is at the Welsh show, you know, yeah. but they they stand out and with the judges you get, you know, you never know what you're gonna get. Um but yeah, I got a phone call when we were down at the cattle. I think I was actually having my breakfast at the time because <laughs> we were seeing cattle first thing in the morning, but brother said oh, you better get down here you're in the kind of final lineup of the, the group of three and you're the yeah. favourite so I ran down and still a bit hungover from the night before but <laughs> no it was, it was great and my dad and brother and Ben Radley ended up showing that team for me so yeah it was, uh, it was a good day we had a party after it anyway I can imagine I can imagine who was in that team then for you um off the top of my head I think I had uh first prize Gimmer um I would have maybe the first prize you as well, and I think this Sheerlin Ram, he was maybe second in his class. Aye. Just a very, I think they were all out of the same family actually, off the top of my head. They were uh, back to a Wonder Boy family, kind of that, yeah, from yeah. my dad's side, really. But yeah, they they, uh, they were a good group. But you, you never expect anything going on in their breed, you know, it's, it's a lottery. You know, like as that, much but... as you hope the judge is right, but uh, <laughs> you never know. That's it. And uh, you've, you've won the individual down at the Royal Welsh as well, haven't you? Yeah, back in uh, was it two thousand and eighteen? Um, uh, Age Ram, Bobby Dazzler. Um, again, he, he, that Ram wasn't actually in my show team uh, for the Yorkshire and the the Highland. To be honest, I had a big, powerful Age Ram at the time, um, Crane's Alligator. But I knew the judge. I think I'd actually judged Alligator maybe the year before. I think at the Yorkshire, and he didn't like him. So mm -hmm. I thought, right, we'll have a wee change of team here. And I'll be honest, the top never got much feed prior to the show, and uh, he just kind of came out fresh. You know, it's, yeah. it's a long show season for the sheep, and I always do like to try, and especially the lambs, change the lambs every show, yeah, know, so they don't get sick. But uh, yeah, that was. Probably one of the biggest after parties we've had at the, the Welsh show anyway, that was for sure. And there'll be some fewer few after parties you've had along the years as well. But that's... Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Win or lose, there's always a party. I know, it's good. And as you say, the, the quality of stock down there is just incredible. It's just uh, such a heat as well. It's hard going on some of the sheep shown in that. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm pretty glad that, well, glad in a way that the show isn't on this year because it's, I'll be honest with you, know, we have lost a couple of sheep down there and the, the year's gone by just yeah. with the, the heat is... I don't know that the Yorkshire show shed that you don't need fans in it. You know, it's just well placed and the air gets through it. But the Welsh show, they just 
the heat is unreal in there. You know, um, the cattle are not too bad. The, they seem to be good sheds, but the sheep sheds are just, I suppose okay. it's the amount of stock in them, really. But uh, yeah, it's, it's hard going. Doesn't the heat kind of hangs around down at the well? She doesn't really get much through through flow, but it's still yeah, a great yeah. to go to. I need to move the sheep shed to the top of the hill. <laughs> that would do. <laughs> Bit of breeze up there. Aye. Uh, so we were down at Bullfell's show the first night on the Saturday night. Just everyone just wasn't to be there. Headed into Bullfell's town for some food and some drinks, and we were eating a Chinese on the side of the road. And Ben Hager helps us at every show ended up getting knocked to the wall with a caravan overhanging the caravan. <laughs> <laughs> so however he was, he was in a lot of pain and we ended up having to call an ambulance and uh, he got suctioned in the, the the stretcher into the back of the ambulance and folk were playing with his wee willy and <laughs> trying to get him excited with the nurses. But oh, however, I was the nominated one with well, I went on because I was, I was with him. So we went to the the local hospital we were going to yeah. and, um, I, I said to the driver I said oh is it far away he said no it's just a local one and an hour and a half later we, we got there and we were we are we and we're at Abercrombie oh, turns out so however we waited in there we got checked out and it turns out all they needed was a packet of painkillers so uh, I was a bit pissed off about that and our phones were starting to get flat and uh, so um, we went to the receptionist see if we got any taxi numbers and like oh here you'll be lucky if you can get them, they all head out of this area to the, the busy part of town. <laughs> to the show. <laughs> so we tried to call the taxi numbers, but we couldn't get any, and uh, we thought, right, we're just going to have to flag a car down and get back to the show, because we had stopped to check, obviously. Yeah. first person we flagged down was a police car. <laughs> so we kindly asked him, told him what happened, and he said, right, I'm on call, and I might have to be called out to a job, so we'll need to get there fast, so... We got blue lighted all the way back to Wolf Wells and uh, Ben was advised not to go back out of town but it was the first place we headed. But, Aye, uh, I'm quite sure. You would have it was, it was all up. fun games. All to do a long headache, I think that was all. Aye, that's it. And a, a long way a long way to go in an ambulance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, moving on to the Dutch Spotted, um, so you said you got a fair few of those and you're, you're probably one of the, the bigger names in the breed at the minute, which perhaps all stemmed from when you won the, the interbreed at the Yorkshire a couple of years back with that Hannah Yow. Yeah, no, she was uh, she was always a standout Yow, to be honest. I never showed her as a gimmer or out like that just because I, I think I lambed her as a U lamb and when I was just trying to up my numbers and just she she wasn't you know mature enough as a gimmer I didn't think and, um, and then I just thought she was looking well as a you and again it was, she wasn't probably in the original show team to be honest um, but you know she was just doing her lamb well and she was keeping putting condition on outside so yeah. I ended up bringing her in and yeah I, I, I knew she was a good you but you know it was good to win the breed for the first time the breed having classes there for starters and yeah. Again, I was uh, Hannah showed her my partner. She showed her through the breed classes, so she got the. I don't like changing handlers, so she got to show an interbreed, and yeah, the the judge had never seen them before, to be honest. So it was yeah. even more of a shock then, and um, she stood out. You know, when you let her go, she was she was a flashy you, but she uh -huh. bred well as well. So that's the main thing. Aye, that's it. No, she definitely knew what she was about, didn't she? And and caught the eye of the, the Texel and Cheviot man, so that was quite an achievement as well. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was 
And uh, one of the first shows you went to as well, you, you caught the eye down in Wales when you went to the Royal Welsh, and so much so that you came home with a few less in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, the first time I took them down to the Welsh, to be honest, you know, with it having so many different breeds there, you know, they were a big talking point, to be honest. And um, kind of midway through the show, I think it was even maybe before the judging, you know, a few people came and spoke to me. I think that they had blue textiles, to be honest, and uh, they asked if I would sell any. So yeah. I ended up selling a. a Gimmer and a ewe lamb and yeah, I mean to be honest, the Welsh is always one that we'll, we'll, every year we'll come home with some less. You know, yeah. it's 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 a good selling place for them and that's why we take them. You know, that's why we show to to help sell our stock and and do uh, the everyone's for sale at a price. So uh, exactly. it was it was well worth it. You know, it was well worth it. Yeah, and um, you're probably in with the the breed very near the start they sort of first came over about five years ago was it so what was it that you you liked about them and, and decided to invest in them yeah i mean i'm a flock number eight you know i was i was right in from the start i think there was a couple of breeders uh before me and then there was a couple of dad actually joined at the same time as well to be honest but um i seen them online you know and i just thought well, I did prior to having valleys, you know, I had valleys for a wee while, but that was short lived. And I just thought there was so much potential in them for the UK market commercially, you know, and yeah. it's, uh, the commercial market's massive over here. And especially, you know, I, I don't think it's it's hobby breeders that are buying into them, you know, that there is a lot of well named big farmers in the country that are buying into them and they see the potential that I do as well. So I yeah. think in the long run, they'll be here to stay for a long time. And, there's a lot of improvement in them that can be done, and uh, yeah, they're, they're a good breed. The, the feedback's massive at the minute, you know, especially with, with the society where uh, we're pushing the commercial sector at the minute, and we've got a, a flyer going out in the NEC magazine, over 7,000 uh, members yeah. to promote them commercially, and we've done a lot of trials with like some Michelin star restaurants for taste tests, you know, which is, we've tried to hit the whole market and from, yeah lambing to, to the final product to the taste test so it's been good feedback so we, we can only keep pushing it that way Aye, and a lot of them are lambing down as, as hogs aren't they which is is quite good for such a, a meteor sort of yeah breed. yeah no i mean i'll lamb if if they're big enough uh over 50 kilos they'll uh they'll go to the top they will go to the top and uh, to be honest that I, I only let them run with a single um I'll not let them run with twins. I just think it's too maybe hard on them, Aye. just for the next, you know, as as gimmers and getting them back in the the system. But yeah, end of March we'll start lambing them, and I only give them, put I give them one ton, and I think I lamb did a lamb forty Dutch spotted hogs this time, and Aye. I think out of the forty, maybe three didn't hold the first time. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're, they're good mothers, very good Aye. mothers. And how many of those have you got just now then? Uh, running about 70 years, 70 yeah. years. I've not done a massive amount of flushing with them, to be honest, just because I had the U numbers and, you know, I, I like to make sure they can breed first yeah. before I flush anything. You know, yeah. I, won't, I won't flush a gimmer generally unless mm -hmm. I know it's going to breed something good. But, yeah, no, 70 years. And, yeah, they'll, they'll stay at that at the minute. Um, yeah. We took on some more land this year again, so that there is potential to up the numbers again. So. Aye, and so going from a flock of 70 ewes to a flock of one, you bought yourself a rouge on a bit of a whim, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, it, was, uh, it wasn't really planned or anything like that. I ended up going down with Hannah, uh, Shaky and Jim Kennedy to the Percy Tate dispersal just for a night away and a day out, really. Um, yeah. 
you know, and looking at the catalogue on the way down, I was quite excited to see the Blue Domains, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, the, the, when I got down there, the Rouge kind of impressed me. They were serious sheep, just yeah. hell of a tops on them and flash and style. And I thought, I seen this ewe lamb, you know, it was actually probably the only one I picked out. And uh, I ended up buying her. So just a bit of, yeah, a bit of a random buy. But oh, oh she's a smart sheep. She's a smart sheep. Aye, but she did all right at the Yorkshire Show for you, though, didn't she? Yeah, no, she got reserve uh, overall champion um, against Will Price. I did have my five-minute of fame when I was pulled in first in the class, and there was some uh, friendly banter between me and Will. Just uh, He was uh, a bit shocked, and I was a bit excited, to be honest. But, uh, no, it was good fun. The, the judge got it right. He did swap us at the end, and if I was judging, I would have done the same thing. So yeah, It was good at the time. And oh, hey, they, they were both out the same family line. I think their mothers are full sisters, so... Yeah. Um, it was good. Oh, and that's it. If you're going to get into blues or rouges, then, then starting with one of Percy Tate's is the way to go, that's for sure. They've got some style yeah. about them, Yeah. And so what will be the plan for her then? You, you're going to breed from her? Going to flush her? No, I don't think I'll flush her. I don't think so. Um, I'll probably just, there's a local guy that's got good rouges that I'll maybe uh, put her there to get topped. But yeah. no, not at the minute. I'm not. I'm not in too many of them. <laughs> they're, they're quite wild, actually, to be fair. They're not easy to handle. <laughs> right, and not much uh, stuff to hang on to either sometimes, is it? <laughs> no, no, especially when you've got their faces oiled up. They're quite hard to hold on to. Aye, that's it. And uh, you bought the wrong type of clippers for them too, did you? Was Will Price winding you up about that? <laughs> yeah, we were, uh, to be fair, he's been a good help over the last kind of six months. Just I'm asking him for a bit of advice on uh, how to do it. And then he was like, yeah, you need to clip their faces and uh, legs. And I, I ended up doing that at home prior. He told me to do it a couple of months before and then do it maybe a week before the show. And yeah. it just wasn't coming up how I wanted it to come up. Um, and it took ages, so long. I'm glad I never had 23 of them at the Yorkshire <laughs> show. But... Eventually, he uh, he came and brought the proper blades and he showed me how to do it properly. So, oh, but it made hell of a difference, you know. It did. It just kind of brought our colours out. And yeah, it was good. Talking about the breed, you got some texels as well. Yeah, some texels. Uh, I've not been in them that long, to be honest. Um, I've maybe had them kind of three or four years and not went into them in a massive way, you know. Just I went to go and bought them privately. Uh, one of Holdhouse Burn, mm -hmm. um, flush them, got some semen off Melon Alford, off the top of the bottom here. So, yeah, lambs were good last year, but it really got some really good gamers coming through. I've sucked two for Lanark at the main sale. Yeah, yeah, again, it's, it's, a, it's a breed that you could get caught up in a lot, I spend a lot of money on it. Anyway, really, and I'm not, I'm going to try and not get caught in it and just walk away with some semen. And, yeah. Just a Starting with Garn Garn Old House Burn, you, you got some good lines on the go there. Yeah, so. they're, they're a good family. Yeah. We'll work for some process. Process. Yeah. Uh, we'll just, uh, we'll work for some process. Yeah. Uh, just get some steam for them as well. 
and you, you said when you went down to Solway View there was no sheep there at all, but you've managed to get the boss roped into to breeding blue texels now. Yeah, he's got he's got the kind of uh, the bug for it really. Um, he, he got him some blue texels when I was over in Belgium buying some Beltex from Wherebrook, saying with a pancake, two gimmels and a, a UAM and a top and it. It's, it's just started for me. I'm fortunate that one of you is one of our best family lines in the flock now. My first four lambs the year after, I flushed for the first time. They averaged three and a half thousand for its first four, four lambs. So it wasn't a good start because I like kind of expected that maybe every year. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, all our show lines are in. The ones we've done well, the show that are off that one family. Oh, yeah. it's, we've got thirty years. We're not going massive numbers with them. We flush a handful, and um, it's yeah, they're a good breed. They are a good breed. Tops are maybe a bit harder to shift for the commercial side of things, to be honest. But females are are, are good. And, uh, Tops are picking up on the commercial side as well, though, aren't they? I think a lot of boys are yeah, starting they to are, see them. Yeah, so. you know, I think the big benefit is that all the, the sheep with the blue texels are black, you know, the 90% of them are white, 5% of them are white arms born, you know, yeah. so they've got that kind of attribute that, oh, yeah. uh, I think that's for the when folk don't realise that, I think that's one thing that maybe puts them off. But but there's plenty yeah. of one spreading now. So and then the blue texels they do well at the the Highland Show as well, don't they? On the in the circuit. Yeah, no, we've always been kept informed. We've got a really well from show the sheep. First year we got female champion reserve overall. I think every year we've shown we've been in the next really from there. Um, we've got a good top that won the world champion Highland we bought them. Um, we went on to the other meeting. Uh, every show we went to, and won the Highland Male Champion the year after. The year we actually won with this year is a, a full sister to all the top lambs that were sold the first year, so it's out of that good family again that she won the Highland. And, um, the top lamb that they were reserved overall within the Yorkshire. Um, we, we bought a female from Ireland at Carlisle, and she was a, a daughter. Of a top one we sold out of a big family as well, so we bought we bought a bit of our own model line back, and she's she's coming out to do a good reunion now, and so she'll be there with one of the best. Aye, good to get some bloodlines back, as you say, isn't it? And yeah, yeah. And so, any other breeds taking your fancy? Or are you going to stick with what you've got for now? <laughs> um, never say never. I mean, I, I think the suffix are making a bit of a comeback. The, the, the let's say modern type. Yeah. Um, you know, that bit of New Zealand blood in them. I think that they have a, a big part to play in the commercial sector. And yeah, ne- never say never. You know, it's a, I've, I've nothing against any breed. You know, if I see a good sheep of any breed, I'll, I'll like it. And yeah. I think it's, I'm not one for just sticking in one breed and just playing with them. So. Aye, uh, and has there, has there been any other any other sheep taking your fancy along the along the years? Whether it was a Beltex at a show or a sale or some other blue texels, what have been some that have been standing? To be honest, the, just with being involved with the blackie sheep um, when I was really younger, I've always followed them and yeah. always fancied it. But just with our, all our sheep on the farm being accredited, just we've been working. You know, I think you need a bit of a help for them. You need to be able to, just have a, a, a lot of years to work with it and it's, you know, it's a, a breed that I always follow. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. Never yeah. seen yeah. ever, but I'll <laughs> stick with my Continentals at the minute. Just the work better. Need a fair bit of money to get into Blackies as well. Need some windows on. That would do the job. If you're getting texts on big prices, then that helps too. I think some of these boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what about help along the way in both aspects? I mean, your dad, Alan, well-known stockman, did very well with his own headland beef shorthorns at the Yorkshire Show winning the championship. Has he been one of the main sort of helpers along the way for you, pointing you in the right direction? Yeah, definitely. When I was young, you know, dad's dad's kind of taught us how to show sheep and and you know dressing sheep and I think you know there's a lot of people that. Because I came at Kerns when I was 19, you know, and over the 12 years that I've, I've mainly been working myself every day, and because Kerns always working in the electrical business, you know, I've, I've got a lot of good friends that are always there to ask, and you know, they'll always give you a bit of help. But oh, yeah, you know, my parents have always been there for the help, and you know, even my grandparents, you know, they're, they're always they always take a mass, massive interest in. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's just I'm always asking my friends for that extra bit of advice and always try to learn something new because you know you can always do better. And that's, you've never you've never got you don't know it all anyway, so you're always learning. Uh, speaking of friends, you some good parties down the the cattle lines and the sheep lines, don't you? Like kegs, yeah, yeah. Kegs we normally have the keg. We've got a really bar that we we normally take about six kegs to each show and. <laughs> Yeah, it's normally party centre, to be honest, but, uh, yeah, that's, 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 I think that's, uh, going to these shows all over there to work and, and do the job, you know, it's, it's a holiday and everyone's there just to have a bit of fun and win or lose, you know, I think that's a big thing, but if, if I lose, or, you know, I'm never going to complain to a judge or, you know, you just take it and next year you just try harder, you know, you're not, you're not, you can't win them all, you can't win them all, but, you learn from it, you know, why didn't you win that? So you go back and back to the drawing board and start again and go again the next year. See, it's not always about, I know the winning helps, but, you know, it's the it's the atmosphere, it's the ca- catching up with friends that you haven't seen since maybe last year. That's what the show's about for a lot of folks. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, uh, some people, sometimes people talk about the reserve, you know, why it should have won, you know, yeah. more so than the champion should have won. You know, and it's up there. I'll be the first to admit we've, we've won championships over the years when we really shouldn't have. And there's times when we should have won and we, we haven't, you know. And it's, that's shown for you, you know, as you, you take it and you enjoy it. Aye, that's it. And it's, it is one person's opinion at the end of the day, isn't it? And that's that's what it's all about. It. Yeah. And what about some of the best tips that you've learnt along the way? Anybody giving you some good ones? Um, just, I don't know, consistency is a big thing, you know, especially feeding pedigree stock, you know, feed them the same time of day every every day and, and the same amount every day, you know, up it or lower it, you know, consistency is a big thing, it's, it's no different to us having our breakfast, lunch or tea, if we have a late lunch, you know, we're not ready for tea at night, so, um, yeah, I've uh, tried a lot of tips over the years and it's sheep and cattle that you just pick up and sometimes they work for you and sometimes they don't so. yeah Brian, um, buying the right clipper blades will be one that sticks with you now yeah yeah definitely <laughs> I'll remember to buy the I'll just use it all the next time ah, yeah, the next time <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's not just the showing world though is it and, and stock world uh, you've uh, made a done quite well with rugby over the years too yeah it's, it's uh, rugby's been a big part of my life to be honest it's um I was fortunate when I was up in Fife, I played for Howard Fife up there and 
we're, we're that good team, you know, a good bunch of lads, and we're, we won a lot, you know, but a lot of the boys out of that team, you know, they played for Scotland and at a high level, just, I think the coaches made a big impact in that one, was my, my second cousin's uh, dad, uh, John Lafani, and yeah. Gary Horn, who's Pete Horn's dad, you know, they... Yeah. From, from primary school when we were five year old or whatever you know they, they took us right through the ranks till we were 18 or what, 17 or whatever you know and, um, I think we learned the discipline of them early on you know and it just continued really and then I came down when I came down to Anna, I went to Annan Rugby Club and again won a lot of them and um, but I just wanted to up the level a wee bit back to more how five standard and went to Dumfries and yeah, I mean, the last couple of seasons we won a lot of promotions and um, one of the last years I played, we, we won the Scottish Cup against Kelso and oh, that was a big win, you know, oh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a good atmosphere there, you know, but it was just, it was good to get away from the farm, you know, away for a Saturday and have a drink with your friends and even going to training on a Tuesday night, a pissing wet night and Thursday night, you know, you didn't want to go, but you felt like you had to go and once you were out in the rain you never you never thought about it oh, it was good and I do, I do miss it but yeah. I have kind of semi-retired really I've not played for a couple of years now just due to COVID as well but oh. I don't know I, went, I actually went to training the week before the Oxford show but I wasn't as fit as what I thought <laughs> but I was meant to be training last night but I couldn't make it so. I, I will, if you do fancy a bit of fun Isla Beach Rugby is always a, a laugh in July <laughs> I've had the chance to go there before, but I've never had a chance to go. I will. Take your midget that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, uh, you're helped along the way. Both um, Hannah have been together a fair while now, uh, a well-known and respected stockswoman in her own right and with her own Charlie Sheep. Um, and sadly, when has been postponed a couple of times this year, isn't it? Well, maybe to my benefit. <laughs> Can tell me it's cancelled for good. But, uh, I've got out of it for a couple of years yet. But no, we've, we've been together a long time. 2012, we got together. So uh-huh. another couple of years to uh, put off a wedding's been no odds. You know, we've, we're just we're having it on her farm, and we wanted everyone there. You know, we weren't we weren't rushing into it until we could get everyone there. You know, so we wanted our friends and family for for a party, really. You know, the the, the church service is going to be quick and just you know they have a party really. So next year, start of July is the, the wedding day. So. Aye. It'll not be far coming No, this year's gone quick enough, but there'll be no stag do at the Highland Show. You'll be busy enough with work, won't you? Aye, I've warned them. I've been working at the Highland Show, so no stag do there. Okay, there'll be plenty of drink pools about then. So. I am sure. Grand, well, best of luck at uh, your next show and at sale season two, Ali. Thanks very much for chatting to us. Thanks, Kayleigh. Cheers, Spot on. Cheers, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast, which was kindly sponsored by Harbro, suppliers of quality commercial and pedigree feeds and expert nutritional advice. Visit their website or find them on Facebook for more information. And while on the subject of Facebook, why don't you visit the Top Lines and Tales Facebook page, where you'll find photographs and more information to back up this episode.